1: Welcome to Morph Mom Moments. Uh, We took a little hiatus last week, so it's a thrill to be back. And um, happy Groundhog Day to everybody. And the bad news is I think we have six more weeks of winter. So on that bright note to start on tonight, I'm absolutely thrilled and honored and excited to have my guest Dario on tonight. Dario is a top Billboard artist, singer, songwriter, dance music, you name it, he's done it. He's toured the United States nine times. In 2015, he did a world tour. One of his many, many albums, Revolution, debuted at number one digitally on Amazon. He's a staple in the LGBT community. He regularly performs at Pride concerts. Um, he, his uh, album Alpha broke the um, 100 on the billboards. And he most recently, you just heard the song that we just played, Good Morning World, is debuting on his album. Point of No Return, which comes out on February 24th. But I think most importantly, as a mom, as uh, those of you out there, what I love about Dario is not just his success in the music world, but, and you will hear as we speak with Dario tonight, is his inspirational story and, and the way that he has come to success, literally on his own, an independent artist in a world you know, that's filled with lots of competition out there. But his story is, you know, if you put your heart into it, you can do it. And I think for more mom listeners and anybody out there, I think that's the message that we should all come away with tonight. So Dario, without further ado, I'm thrilled to have you as my guest tonight. Welcome.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
1: I'm, it's an absolute honor to have you.
2: Oh, you're so sweet.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, Dario, tell me, tell me and all the listeners out there a little bit about yourself.
2: Well, I was born and raised in Tucson, Arizona, on the West Coast, and I wanted to be a singer since I was three years old, and it's funny because I get asked this a lot, but I don't think I've ever actually talked all the way in depth about it, but um, when I was three years old, because I always say I was three years old when I wanted to be a singer, but no one asked me how it happened, but... I remember being three years old, and um, I was in the car with my dad and his friend. We were going to drop him off somewhere. And the song came on the radio, and I started singing it. And I remember my dad's friend, who was in his 30s, turned around and said, Oh, my goodness, your kid can sing. You should get him a guitar. And I remember, at three years old, thinking to myself, Oh, my God, I can make a living out of this? (laughs) (laughs) So as I went into my teenage years and stuff, I I started, you know, singing and you know, talent shows and competitions and stuff like that, and I realized by the time I was, I want to say freshman in high school. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do this for a living. So I decided not to go to college. I'm not saying that you should do that, but I chose not to go to college because I wanted to pursue it. And I went on a show called Star Search a long time ago. <laughs> and um I won. And then from there, I did a show called Pop Stars. I was on a little tiny show on television called American Idol. And then... um I ended up releasing my first album in 2004 and it's gone up from there so it's been it's been a crazy ride.
1: That is amazing. I'm going to back you up a little bit. How did you get on to Star Search? Now, for those of you out there who don't know, it was one of the most popular shows in the entire I loved Star Search. How did you yeah, was, how did was, you even get was, onto that?
2: It was actually later and it wasn't cuz see I'm 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 one of the younger generation. I was in the last 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 bit of Star Search remember when Star Search moved over to PAX when it was no longer on yeah. on regular television, it was on cable, that's when I did the show, it was still Eddie McMahon and it was the last season I was, oh god, I was young I was little too um, I responded to an ad in the newspaper in Tucson, Arizona and I said screw it, I'm going to go try <laughs> it and see what happens so I did, I went to the hotel It was I think it was like the Quality Inn or something in Tucson, Arizona and I, I did the audition, and I, I'd never auditioned in my life. I was a kid. I didn't know what I was doing. So I didn't go with music with nothing. I didn't know what to do. I, I've never been to an audition before. So they said, what are you going to do? And I said, I'm going to sing. And they said, where's your music? And I said, um, in my head. <laughs> <laughs> and they let me audition, and the judges were like, oh, my God, he's pretty good. So I, I did it, and the rest goes from there. But it was, it was crazy.
1: Do you remember what you sang?
2: Oh, my God remember you don't have to
1: <laughs> I'm just curious
2: it was so long ago you know what I think it was a Marvin Gaye song I think it was what's going on I think that's what I think
1: that's so cool so you win star search and then and then what happens
2: well nothing that was the, that, that's the thing I think that a lot of people I know I know it sounds funny but it's true I think that a lot of people think that they're going to go on a competition, you know, reality show and they're going to be huge after it. And it doesn't happen that way. I think that after you win the show, you know, you get your little prize money and, you know, whatever. And you you have to take that and, and make something of it. Um, for me, I knew once the sh- plus the show got canceled afterwards. Um, once the show was over, I was like, okay, I'm on my own. I got to keep going. And I, I'm, I'm not one of those people that loses that gets discouraged very easily i'm kind of I, I allow stuff to fuel me so whenever i have haters or whenever something happens that's not good i take that and i turn it into a positive because i figure well you know what i'm saying if it didn't work here it'll work somewhere else and right. I can keep going i i i believe that it's that statement you know how they say every single time you fall you gotta get yourself back up i, I was just gonna
1: say that daria wait that's so bizarre i literally was gonna use that exact <laughs> same example all right, you're my hero. Well, now. I, <laughs> right, it's done. <laughs> I think
2: that those I think that those are the things that fuel you to make you better. Like you can take something like that, you know, where a show gets canceled and, and nothing happens. And you can get discouraged and depressed and go home and cry and nothing's gonna happen, right? right? Or you can say to yourself, Well, I got a little bit of exposure. So somebody knows who I am in this world, so why don't I take that and use it to my advantage and move on to the next level? And that's what I did. And 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 look at me now. You know what I'm saying.
1: So clearly, it worked. So, so like, what did you do? So, what was? How did you figure out? And how did you figure out what to do next? And and for those listeners out there, Dario, by the way. So, you know, moms out there listening who have kids who want to go into this industry, or those of you out there who are interested in this industry, I think this is invaluable to hear Dario's message, especially about you know Mm. doors closed but others open. So that's why, Dory, I want to ask you Thank you like,
2: for that. I pre- I pre- thank you for that. I appreciate that. Well, as a
1: mom, I mean, well, really, like, I, I want my kids to know that. Like, and if something does close, it's something else is out there to do. There's no reason to give up.
2: Well, well that's 100% correct. Well, for me, what it was at the time, I'm how old was I, 16, 17? I can't even remember. I remember thinking to myself, Instead of making this a bad thing, like, what What are the positives? And I remember saying, well, it was on television, so somebody saw it, so somebody will remember your name. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. for me at the time, even though, I, even though I was young, I still remember thinking, if I don't capitalize on this right now, it's going to go away. In about a year, no one's going to remember Starfish ever existed. No one's going to remember that I was ever on the show. No one's ever going to remember my win. So I have to capitalize on it now before people forget about me. So I did that. I literally started making phone calls and saying I was on a television show called Dark And people were like, "Oh!" And that actually got people to pick up their phone. You know what I'm saying? Because at the time, I, I just I was trying to find an in, if that makes sense. Right. And whatever I had to do to get in is what I was going to do. And I did that. I did that until I found. I can't remember the name of the guy. I think his name was Michael at this really big recording studio in the West Coast. And he said, why don't you come in here? You know what I'm saying? We're looking for session performers. I said, okay, fine, great. I'll do it. So I showed up and at the time he was working with a lot of major labels. And basically what a session performer is for those of you guys that don't know, it's, we do backup for major label artists. Like they'll bring a song and they'll say, Hey, we need backgrounds for this. And I'll go in, I'll do the oohs and the ahs, and the doo-wops and whatever. And, I started doing that just because I'd never been in the studio. Remember, I wanted to be a singer, and I had no idea how to do it. Right. I was born and raised and grew up in a city where there is no such thing as being on magazine covers and being on television shows and being on the radio. I was born and raised and grew up with that only happens. To other people, not normal people like us. (laughs) Right. You know what I'm saying? No one ever says to you, you can be on magazines if you want to be. You can be on the television if you want to be. You can be on the radio. You can sell a million records if you want. No one told me that. You know what I'm saying? Because that was, you know, that was living in the clouds. But I knew something inside me said, yes, you can if you want to. So at the time, I had no idea what a studio musician was. I had no idea what I was doing. But I was like, I'm going to do it. You know what I'm saying? What's the worst that can happen? And believe me, I was scared the entire time. I remember being in the studio for the first time, and I had the worst butterflies. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to pass out and die. This is it. <laughs> but my mind was fighting with my heart, and it was like, just do it, Dario, just do it. And I did it. And I started making connections, and little by little, by 2004, I had started recording my very first release that came out. And I, I, you know, like I said, I met with some producers, and I, I started getting into the Bill circle. And I recorded this album. Well, it was not an album. It was a single. And um, I did a lot of research. I, I started, like I said, in these, in these circles of people, you, you take a lot of information, and you learn. And, and I was like a sponge at the time. I, I remember people telling me about Billboard. I did no idea what Billboard what was. I remember them telling me about distribution and, and how to get into record stores and, and all that great. And I was just taking it all in. And for a year, in 2003, I just took a lot of information in. And then in 2004, I said, okay, I think I'm ready. And I released the single and ended up going to number one on the state chart in Arizona. And it ended up being, I think it was like somewhere like in 190-something on, on the the regular chart. And that for me was an eye-opener. I was like, see, you can do it. So I just kept going from there. And it was it's, I still don't understand how I did it. I still don't. Like, every time I think back at my career, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, it was all luck and chance, if
1: that makes sense. I don't think so. I think you, you're not giving yourself enough credit. I don't think luck and chance. Like, oh. as I hear you speak, again, as the mother role in this right now, <laughs> if I could hear my kids with that determination, I, I don't think it's luck and chance. I, I think there's more to it. I think it's determination. And I think, like you said, you. it's it's... Willing to understand that sometimes it's not going to work. And then if it doesn't, you don't give up and you keep going and you keep going. I know it's easier said than done so many times where you just want to throw in the towel. But when you hear your story, you know, if you keep trying and you keep trying, you can do it. You can do it.
2: That that is 100% true. Because believe me, my my career now, I turned, as a matter of fact, On the 27th of this month, I turned 16 years in this business. Wow. And and I I think all the time. Oh, yeah. In the 16 years that I've been in this business, I've released nine albums. I've been on the cover of 53 magazines. (laughs) I've done 11 television shows. I have three top 40 singles. And I've toured the country 10 times. One time I toured the world. And it was sold out. And every time I think about that, I'm like, you know how many times in one year I gave up? at least a dozen every 2 months i'm like forget it i'm done i don't want to do this anymore <laughs> did you feel and like that, that
1: even when things were going oh, well god. did you feel oh. like that
2: oh god yes it's well it's scary it is so imagine you're you're putting yourself out there to be judged by the entire yeah. world people don't get what it's like when you because i this is one thing that i want to make very clear that a lot of people don't understand my goal was never to be famous that wasn't my goal My goal was to be a musician. I wanted to be a singer. I wanted to inspire people. Now, if I'm completely honest, when I was younger and dumber, (laughs) I wanted to be famous. I wanted to be loved, and I wanted to be worshipped, and I wanted to know who I was. As I started becoming a musician, a real musician, not just a singer, I realized it's not about fame. It's about how you make others feel. And it's about, cause see, here's the thing. I represent an entire community that people like to act like we don't exist. So whenever I make it, I make it for them. You know what I'm saying? For my culture, for my age, for my, for, for, for what I represent, for who I stand for. They see themselves and me when I'm on stage. So that for me is the reward. So it's never been about fame. It's okay. about, it's about, inspiring. It's about, you know, making a name for everybody that's exactly like you. Because if they know that that someone out there is representing them, then they're going to love it. I believe
1: that. And when you say that you're representing those out there who are, you mean anyone who sort of almost stands for anything that they believe in. And it may be against the tide, it may be against what other people believe in, it may be, you know not the popular, thing. is that what you mean? Like, it's sort of like you, you what, the underdog. I, what, I,
2: what I mean when I say that is I mean the underdog. The people that were discounted. The people that nobody believes in. The people mm-hmm. that everyone says they were never going to make it. Because let's be honest, I wasn't popular when I was in school. <laughs> I wasn't the football jock. I wasn't a cheerleader. I wasn't anywhere in the popular. I was always the underdog. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? So yep. everyone always discounted me. So, as I started getting, I hate the word famous, but it's what happened. Right. As I started getting, you know, famous, like, I realized I'm doing it for them. So, I love when people come up to me and say, Thank you so much for saying what I feel or for singing what I feel. Thank you so much for that song. I remember in 2007, um, oh, this is crazy. I was in a mall and I was walking around and these kids were following me and they were like a couple steps behind me and they were like really nervous and. I finally said, can I help you with something? (laughs) And they said, we're so sorry. We don't want to, um, interrupt you, but we're huge fans. And we just had to come. And as they started speaking, they started crying. I'm thinking, why are you crying? And then the little girl said to me, and she was a little, she was like 17, 18 years old, but she said to me, I just, I never thought I would actually have the chance or the opportunity to be in front of you. And I wanted to say thank you. And I'm thinking, for what? And she says, my, my little brother, um, tried to commit suicide last year, and it was your album that helped him get through it. Ugh. And at that moment, I realized, what do I say to this person? You know what I'm saying? Because that's when you realize the responsibility that you have as a public figure and as a musician. Right. So for me, that was an eye-opener. That's when my entire career changed. I was like, oh, no. <laughs>
1: oh.
2: And, I, and you want to hug her, and you want to tell her, here's my phone number, call me anytime <laughs> if you can. Do you know what I'm saying? So all I can say is thank you so much, and 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 let them know that they are the reason that you are successful. So, it, and, and I've had a, a lot of instances like that, but that one really like shook me to the core.
1: And when you hear something like that, how do you then process it? I mean, it's 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 as amazing as it, as it is that you've helped this child. Do you feel then? which I think you can't help but feel, sort of a responsibility then. Like, I've got to continue with this. I've got to keep going. Exactly. Like, how do you balance exactly. that?
2: And, and, and that, goes, that goes back to what I was telling you a little bit ago. Like I said, in the 16 years that I've been in this business, I've wanted to quit at least a dozen times per year. But every single time I do that, every, and it, it lasts a couple hours, honestly. The next day I'm back right. to normal. I'm like, nope, I'm going to keep this record going. But when I am down and out in those moments where I just want to give up and throw in the towel and be done with this business, I think about those people. And the reality is that if I do give up, I'm not just giving up on myself. I'm giving up on all of them. I'm giving up on every single person who has ever believed in me from the very beginning like you don't realize how many lives you change and forget about me for a second it's not just about me being a singer or being in the public eye a lot of people do that you know what I'm saying you inspire others with your radio show you know what I'm saying my mom inspires others when she talks to them about whatever or when she cooks them a meal like every like that's the thing that people don't realize we cannot give up because if we give up we're not just giving up on ourselves we're giving up on everybody that believes in us if yeah. that makes sense
1: how are you such a good guy a <laughs> oh
2: god I wish <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm pretty
1: sure it's true. Thank you. I appreciate that. Now, so you said that that was one of the most motivating, I guess, conversations that you've had to like, keep going, keep going. Um, Can you sort of reflect back to one of the times that was one of the, that was the hardest to overcome or that sort of, you know, was, was, it was hard for you to say, how do we keep going after this? Was there a time that got you to the point where you're like, wait, maybe I can't keep doing this?
2: Absolutely. And it's so funny that you asked me that question because I have the perfect dance for you and everybody knows about it. It's not a secret. <laughs> in 2005, I went through a really horrible embezzlement. And like I said, it's not a secret. I don't really talk about all the details because I I, I don't want to bring up old stuff. But, um, I mean, there was a reality show in 2011 about it. So it's, it's not like I haven't talked about it. I went through a really bad embezzlement. I um, had released an album, sold what? Almost 200,000 copies, you know, was on the cover of everything. It was going fantastic. And I was about to break into mainstream music from being an independent artist. And for me, that was my big break. And I will be honest, at the time I was young and I was stupid and fame was going to my head and I was starting to think that I was bigger than what I was. And... I feel like, because I'm a strong believer in God, I'm not a fanatic, but I do believe in God. Right. I believe that God, I, I believe that I went through the investment because God Because God was like, you can't handle things, so right. I'm going to take it from you. So I lost everything. I was homeless for eight months. I lost my house. I lost my car. Um, they took 93% of everything that I made. Oh. Ticket sales, merchandising, CDs, everything gone. I, I, I remember I was on tour, and when I went home, I went home to a homeless shelter. So I lost everything. And I remember for about three months, 96 days, I literally was like, forget it. I'm not going to do this anymore. This business took everything from me. I don't believe it anymore. And and it was what it was. And then, like I said, about 96 days later, I started waking up from, you know, from the fog that I was in for the past few months. And I, I realized like, I, I logged back into like my, my official website and I saw all these old emails from the past three months. And, I started reading them and seeing what people were saying about me and, you know, keep going, Dario, and you're the reason that we, you know what I'm saying, we love you so much, you're the reason why we we listen to your music and all these crazy things that I didn't even realize because I was so down. And at that moment, I was like, you know what, I'm going to try. And it took me three and a half, four years to pick myself up and actually do it. And at the time, I remember a bunch of production companies were calling us because they wanted to do a reality show on it. Because when you are about to, when you're on the brink of breaking into mainstream music, okay, from independent, um, you start to get a following from the media and from people that that don't really know who you are and and you're starting to become somebody. So everybody wants to know about you. So I just came and then just disappeared in in like one day. So they wanted to know why. So production companies found out why. They they knew I was was under the embezzlement and they wanted to do a reality show based on what had happened. I didn't want to do it. So for about three and a half, four years, I could say, no, 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 no. Finally, in 2011, um, I talked to a production company, and I told them, they they asked me, why do you not want to do the reality show? I said, because reality shows are very phony. They're very scripted, and and I don't want that. I said, my life is filled with so much drama and so much stuff, you don't need to script my life. So she said to me, we're going to make you a deal. I'm going to put a camera crew on you for one day, and a producer. If you bring it the drama and if your life really is as crazy as you say it is, we'll give you a show and it'll be unscripted. We'll give you a six-episode docu then we'll see what happens. Three hours after being with me, the producer called the CEO of the company and said, this guy is crazy, inspirational, and he's a mess. We need to give him a show. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, two, three, four days later, they greenlit the show and Dario discovered premiered uh, in 2011 we had a little over three million um viewers it was a six episode docu-series and i talked about it and it is what it is but that helped to bring me back to life if that makes, it did you know any sense at all as to why i did it
1: <laughs> was it almost a therapeutic thing for you to sort of like work through everything or what absolutely
2: absolutely it was therapeutic because at the time a lot of the uh, independent you know Media people that, you know, had known me from prior didn't know what was going on. So they were making things up like, oh, he was so young, he probably went into drugs, and that's why he's homeless. And if only they knew, it had nothing to do with that. People that know me, I've never smoked, I've never drank, and I've never done drugs in my life. My only vice is that I cuss way too much (laughs) when I'm not on the radio. And it's funny because everybody that knows me personally knows that about me. They say it's so funny because... You, would, you know, he's the most boring pop star in the world, and I am. The old, my only vice is I cuss a lot when I'm not on the radio or on television. So if we weren't on the radio right now, I'd be cussing. <laughs> <laughs> but, with the, but I'm very respectful, like, around my elders and around children and all that great stuff because, I, like I said, I have a responsibility. But it was a crazy time in my life, and I'm, I'm glad I went through it because it allowed me to become the person that I am today.
1: When, when they were filming you, you, you said you were home. Were you still homeless when they were filming you, f- the, the six episodes? No. Oh, at that time? No, no, so no. Did...
2: It, 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 Years had passed. Oh, okay, okay, Yeah, it had been like two, three years had passed. I was already not homeless. I was everything was fine at that point. They just kept coming for me because they were like, "We want to know the story. We want to know the story," and I just didn't want to talk about it. Right, it wasn't because right. I was ashamed of it or because it was hurting, but I just, I didn't want to talk about it. Like I'm like. I've I've already forgiven those people. I've let that go. If you guys want me to talk about it, you're going to have me relive it all over again and I just right. don't want to do it.
1: Were you writing you know again what? and singing again at that point or were you still hesitant?
2: No, I was already writing and singing at well, that point. Were- I literally I let about 3 years go by before I started. <sighs> and I I released it's it's called like um a sample single is basically what it's called. It's to basically see if people still like you. So I released a song, just me and a friend recorded a song, and I put it out there on the internet, and I was like, well, let's see if anybody still cares. And immediately we got a lot of response. So my friend who was a producer said to me, oh my God, people still remember you. And, and you know, let's do something. So I moved to Los Angeles, and I recorded the album. It was called The Upside of Down. And um, it was very reflective of what I was going through at the time. So I wrote this record with a producer and it was crazy because we recorded it bi I recorded half of it in New York and half of it in Los Angeles. And I remember at the time I had a really, really horrible job where I got paid almost nothing and I was putting it on credit cards just so I could record this album. And the album came out um, and I got my manager. My manager discovered me over at Capitol records cause I was trying to get a record deal. And you know, from there, everything that's happened until now happened because of that record and because of being homeless and because of the reality show. So I don't regret any of it and I'm, and I'm grateful for all of it.
1: So it's almost like there's a reason for all of this, right? Like somehow there's a reason this stuff happens to us.
2: Absolutely. Have you ever heard the, the saying that people say to you, um, everything happens for a reason. Nothing yes. is a coincidence. And I, I heard that all the And it's funny because when you're going through stuff, you don't want to hear that because it's like, it makes you mind like, oh, you know, somebody died. Everything happens for a reason. We don't want to hear that. You know right. What I'm saying? right. But once you get through it, you realize everything does happen for a reason. And people also don't realize when you're going through it, it's not happening to you, it's happening for you. You just don't realize it at the moment because you're so filled with, with doubt and regret and depression and whatever, you know, low feelings you're going through. But all of that happened for me. You know, the universe or God or whatever you believe in was at that moment, you know what I'm saying, helping me become a better person, a stronger person. And it was making me who I am today to be able to deal with the stuff that I'm dealing with. Because I know for a fact, and this is the 100% truth, if I would not have gone through that, I wouldn't be able to go through the stuff that I go through now. I I wouldn't.
1: It just made you stronger. It made you able to sort of deal with adversity and deal and understand that you can get through it. I guess right
2: absolutely absolutely
1: um, and for those of you joining us tonight, welcome to more mom moments. I am honored and like could not be happier to have my guest Dario tonight, who's a top billboard artist, singer, songwriter. Um, I If anyone is interested in calling in tonight, it's two one two six three one seven five five three but know that I get jealous of callers because then I lose time to talk to Dario to myself. <laughs> Just being honest, just throwing it out there. But please call if you want to. Um, But I think Dario is such, so as a mom of three, I think Dario, you are a huge inspirational. regardless of and and on top of as a singer, songwriter, you know, best-selling musician. I think you're also incredibly inspirational the way you speak. You're you're incredibly reflective. And I think your message is incredibly important. And I don't care what it is that you're talking about or what you're going through. I think the way you approach something is, and again, this is the mother in me speaking, incredibly helpful. And, and, you. and you make it very, um, I guess, easy to understand that, that the way you sort of attack a situation, deal with it, and overcome the situation. And as you were just saying, thank you have gone, love. oh, well, I thank you for sharing this. I really do. I, I, no,
2: I really appreciate that because it's it's, it's not easy. Because believe me, there's a lot of times where I just want to throw my hands in the air, be like, forget it, it's done, it's over. But I just I can't, babe. I can't. I can't. I can't stop. I literally, so many people are depending on me. Like we talked about a little bit ago. Right. Like you don't realize it when, but when you get into the public eye, whether we like it or not, you become a role model, and and you have a responsibility. To these people that look up to you to be an example you know what i'm saying and for me i don't want to let down kids and i don't want to let down you know because it's so crazy to me because i'm a pop singer number one okay so people think that my show is going to be like a justin timberlake britney spears show which it kind of is. i'm not gonna lie but um but except for the fact that i sing live <laughs> no shade um but it's so crazy to me because whenever i do my shows you know I did well, when I, I did a show in New Mexico a couple months ago, and it was like five thousand people, and it was I, I, we sold it out, it was five thousand capacity, and it was so crazy because when I looked out into the audience, it wasn't all these young people. there was a bunch of older people too. there was like grandma there, and I was like, "Oh my God, like you don't realize who you touch until you look at it." So when you start realizing all these people that you're touching in these age groups and these genres and these different cultures and races, like it, it makes you a better person. And, and at this point in my life, I, you know, I got to do whatever I can. I'm, you know, we, we're, we're only on this earth for so long, so right. we have to make an impact while we're here.
1: I think the impact you're making is incredibly important to just listen again, just listening to you and. You're very humble. You're very, very humble about everything that's happened to you, and I think you're very gracious about it, which is rare. Being
2: homeless helps that. Being homeless helps that.
1: (laughs) But, you know, in in a way – oh, wait. We have a caller. Hold on one sec, Dario. Hold on one second. Hello. Welcome to Morph Mom Moments. I'm here with Dario. Um, Who's calling, please?
2: Um, hi, I'm calling um, from New Jersey and I'm just wondering, um, Dario had such a wonderful
1: sound and such a wonderful message. And I'm wondering what um artists or what people in general have inspired you.
2: Oh my god, babe, so many people. I, I I've been very fortunate to meet a lot of my heroes in this business, number one. But before that, I, I mean God Michael Jackson, Smokey Robinson, Christina Aguilera, Mariah Carey—so many. I I I love the art. I love when people really love what they do, and you could tell it. I I I love going to a concert, and and not just seeing somebody sing or or perform, but I I like to see them live what they love, if that makes sense. Um, whenever you go see like dancers, for instance, um, their their art is a lot different than us because we sing. You know what I'm saying? We talk to the audience. Dancers use their body to mm-hmm. to inspire and to show what they're feeling. And, and, and when you're a good dancer, you will feel everything they're feeling just in their body. So life inspires me. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much. Thank you so Barbara, much. Thank you for the question. I appreciate it.
1: <laughs> I know, actually, that was a great question. I, I have a. I want to e- expand on that question as well. So when has there anyone who you sort of listened to and thought, you know what, that's not the direction I want to go in. you don't have to name them, but has there been one you sort of said, that's not the example I want to be, but you know, as opposed to, and again, you don't have to name anybody in this, but it, you know, when you're defining who you are as, as you said, as you know, you're an international superstar, how do you go about doing that? Like, how do you say, you know, I want to reflect those, I want to reflect this about that person and not this about like, how, how does it all come to be as it's, as you're developing this persona?
2: It's so funny. It's actually a really good question, by the way. It's so funny. Cause I, I always tell people three things that I'm not, I'm not a liar. I'm not a fake. And I'm not a hypocrite, What you see is what you get. That's pretty good. And That's pretty this, good three things. And I, <laughs> and I, and on this album, I feel like a little bit of a hypocrite. Um, only for this reason. Um, I've, I've always, like I said to you before, in real life I'm a cusser. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I always try my hardest um, in, in in the public eye, especially on stage, in, you know, on, on television and on the radio, on my album. I do not like to cuss because I don't think I. First of all, I think cussing is lazy, and I think that if you there's better ways to um, to Oh, God, to explain yourself or to, or to say something without having to cuss. You know, when we do it, it's, it's in Friends of Circles, you know, with us together, whatever, it is what it is. But when you're trying to convey a message, you don't have to cuss. So on this record, this is my first explicit album. And I could not believe it when they gave me the explicit parental advisor. I was like, oh, my God, I always thought I was never going to do that. And here I am. But just just to explain myself, because a lot of people are like, oh, my God, Dario has a parental advisor on his album. <laughs> There's two songs on the record where I did cuss, but in, 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 my, in, my, in my defense, the only reason I did it is because when we were recording the album, these two songs, they're, they're very powerful songs. One is about you know, telling somebody that, who do you think you are to tell me who I am and to tell me what I should do? And when we were writing the song, it made sense to cuss in that part because otherwise the message would have never gotten across. It was more powerful with the cuss word, if that makes sense. And yeah. I'm not trying to defend myself and say that it's okay for you to cuss, because it's not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, I understand.
2: I'm just, I'm just saying. It, it was a more powerful message. It, the, the cuss word put the period at the end of the sentence in that song. So, and I, and I fought with myself and with my producers for about mm, four or five weeks. Oh, can't we just bleep it out? Can't we just please? And everybody's like, Dara, you cuss in real life. What does it matter? <laughs> so for the sake of the art, I did it on the album, but, but to answer your question, yes, there are a lot of artists that I don't really care for. And because like I said, you don't have to cuss in the music all the time or, or say derogatory things or put people down. You just, it's not necessary. You know what I'm saying? And again, to defend myself, the only reason I did it in the song is because it made sense for the song. It's not like I'm cussing on every single song.
1: So Dari, you write all of your songs as well. Is that correct? I do. Okay, so I do. Are many based on personal experiences, or, or you know, how, how does it? How does the creative process work when it comes to that?
2: Yeah, actually, the majority of my songs are on personal experience. Um, I will say this though: my last eight albums before Put In no A Return, it was very—I mm, want to say like sixty forty—because I'm I'm a very private person. I don't like to talk about myself so much, which is really weird because I'm on television or a magazine, so it makes no sense. But um, I, I my personal life, I try to keep it as private as possible. And on this record, it's very reflective and it's very symbolic of where I am right now in my life, which is why it's called or No Return. because I'm at that point where I'm either going to sink or I'm going to swim. And on this record, all, all eight songs are about me. And I didn't want to do it at first, but I was going through so much in my personal life at the time that I, I did it. But I left the songs, when you listen to them, very open-ended so that you can make it about whatever you want. I never say he, she, him, her on any of the songs. I never say I or me. It's always about, I want you to take the song and make it yours. And, and But these songs are very reflective of what I'm going through right now or what I went through the past couple months because right now I'm really happy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's a good thing. So would you say for those listening out there, Um, or I guess, what would you say to those listening out there who are going through a really hard time? For example, when the, the fan came up to you and said, you know, I'm so grateful that my brother was in such a bad place and, and he listened to your songs and it got him through. What would you say to those people out there who are struggling and are going through so much?
2: As cliche as it sounds, do not give up. And I know that people say that all the time and they throw that phrase out there, oh, don't give up, oh, don't give up, like, like it's nothing. But I mean it with all of the power and intention that it is meant to be said. Do not give up because there's always another day out there and there's always something better and there's always someone that needs you. Because like I said before, and we've, we've touched on it a couple of times during this interview, when, when you give up, you're not just giving up on yourself. You're giving up on every single person that believes in you. And I think that if you think about things that way, where I'm, just, I'm not just letting myself down, I'm letting everybody down, it'll make you a better person and it'll make, and it'll make you keep going. It, for me, that fuels my determination and it fuels my motivation. When I know that I've got my brothers and sisters and my fans and my mom and my dad and my friends and family behind me, that makes me want to keep going. Because I know if I keep going, it inspires them to keep going.
1: And that's what I think is so valuable about you sharing the things that aren't great. Like, you know, it's very easy with social media now and with everything else to say, oh, everything's great. Everything's perfect. Look at me. I'm so great. But the reality is we're not. Nobody is. But to see it all the time in your face and, oh, my God, things are so bad with me, but look at them. Everything is perfect. And I so appreciate that you're so open and willing to share this through your songs and through your story. The things aren't always great, and, and you
2: know. Well, that's that's the thing though about music that I love is that we don't have to. Because I, I want to say for the first five years of my career, I pretended that everything was fine all the time, mm-hmm. and it wasn't. I remember one time crying so much to my manager in a hotel room um, on tour. I want. I, I, I we were in Kentucky. I can't remember what state we were in, and I said to him, "I don't want to be on all the time." I feel like I always have to smile and say that everything's okay, and it's not. And I remember right after that, a couple weeks later, I was reading a book or something or a quote on something, and it completely changed my mind. And I realized, as artists, that's what people look to, is for inspiration. So if you're sad, be sad. If you're happy, be happy. If you're mad, be mad. That's why God gave us emotions so that we could use them. Why not use them? I I think that if you bottle it all up inside then you're never going to release anything. And nothing good is going to come from that. So I, I love being a musician. I love being able to go on stage. At my last show, um, uh, the last record, the release party, I was singing a song called Compromise it's on the album. And the album, that song for the fans was huge. It was the only time I ever did that song live. And before I did the song, I, I said to everybody, full disclaimer, everybody, this is the one and only time I'm ever going to do this song live because it's very difficult for me to get to it. I said, so if you guys want to pull out your phones and put this on YouTube, go right ahead. And they started laughing. And I did the song. In the middle of the song, I started bawling on stage. And I was so angry at myself (laughs) because I literally started crying. I look out into the audience. Everybody in the first five rows were bawling. And that's when I realized, I'm like, oh, my God. Like, it, it really does affect people. So... Needless to say, I never, ever did that song again live, ever. (laughs) But I love it. I love that you can share your emotions with others because you never know if that one person is feeling the same thing you're feeling. So I I love that about this industry. I love that about music.
1: That's right. Like, who knows who you touched that night? Who knows who you changed that night? That's what's so amazing by this. Right. But I think by your humility, I, I think that's what's so... Signi- or, or maybe so different or so significant about what you do as well is it's your humility tied in with your honesty. Because I think Thank that's you. what's relatable as opposed to somebody up there saying everything is perfect. Everything is great. You know, um picture perfect. You can't relate to that and you feel so isolated. But then Daru, even the way you speak, it's it's very open and it's very welcoming and it's very like, look, things aren't always great, but and if we had more of that in this world, I think things would be a lot easier. So I so commend you for that, for both, for for the oh, way you were so you honest so about this. I really I do. Just,
2: I don't, like I said, like I said before, I'm not a hypocrite, not a liar, not a fake. What you see is what you get. And I'd rather people like me for the real me than the me I'm trying to pretend to be.
1: Right. Well, I well, I hope you know how much people appreciate that. And, and clearly, your success is not as... Well, obviously, you're incredibly talented, but I think also this, uh, coupled with your honesty and your humility, it, it just makes you her, so like for a very, that. very, very inspirational idea. Um, ta- Thank I, you really, so much. I, I
2: appreciate that. And I honestly, from the bottom of my heart, hope that everybody that listens to this new album gets that from the record, because I put everything into this. I literally ripped a piece of my soul and put it on this album, and I've never done that. And, and, and I'm so happy that you're saying this to me. Cause like I said, when we, we, off the air before we got on the phone, you were so nice to me and you said, oh, if, you know, whatever you need, you know, whatever, you know, just ask. And I, today is promo day for me. I've just been doing back to back interviews and I, I, I'm going to be doing this for the next two weeks. And, and I just, I love the direction that this interview took because it, it made me feel comfortable and it made me feel like, okay, cool. Now we're talking about real stuff. Cause no offense to other interviewers or, <laughs> or other mediums, but I just, I don't want to talk about what I'm wearing on the red carpet or, or like that's, that's, that's not, there's no substance in that. If right. that makes sense. So, you know, it, it is what it is, but I appreciate that. Thank you so much.
1: Well, thank you for saying that also. But I mean, I really, I think you emote it like as you're speaking and any, like any, any, everybody struggles, right? Everybody struggles every single day. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. You go through this. It, it could be much grander, it could be smaller, but you do, you struggle. And I think people now just search for honesty and others to connect, to connect somehow, somehow out there, like we're all going through stuff. And I don't know. I just think your message is so important because of that. I don't know. I I think it's, it's, it's very, we need it. We need to hear that some, that you struggled and you got through it and you're, you know, you've created such an incredible experience with what you're doing, but at the same time, you're incredibly humble and you're incredibly honest about stuff. Like you just said that you still go through these emotions and things still happen. I think that's what we need to hear.
2: Oh no. And it's, and it's true. It is absolutely true. My life coach said something to me, um, right before we started recording this album, she said to me, the truth will set you free. And she was absolutely right. Because if you're honest, and you have nothing to lie about, and you have no secrets, and you're not hiding anything, you live so much better. Your life is so much more comfortable than when you're lying, and you're holding secrets, and you're not being honest. Because you're always, you know, checking to see, you know, like, what you said, or what you're going to do, because you don't want to mess up the lie, if that makes sense. Right. And and I just, you know, like, with this record, with everything that I'm doing right now, I just, I want to be as honest as possible, because... These people are depending on me. The fans, you know, everybody that has, everybody that has made me a success. None of this would be possible. The the, the 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 thousands of records sold, the magazine covers, the the tours, the sold out, and none of this. God could take this all away from me tomorrow. None of this would be possible without you guys. There is no Daria without the fans. None. This record would not be coming out if it wasn't for the fans. And I have to acknowledge that, and I have to let them know every single step of the way. So. I'm sorry, but honest is the only thing I can be because it's all I've got.
1: You can't be sorry for that. That's amazing.
2: <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> so, have you ever? So you said that you know many of your your songs reveal your emotions and things you've gone through. Have you ever, I guess, started a song and felt it was too almost too honest or almost too difficult to get through to complete? I don't know. I don't know if I, that makes oh, sense. God, but- yes. And, and what what do you do then, because the artist in you probably wants to to get it out there, but then you know I don't know how, how do you deal with that struggle
2: it's a really good question by the way um it's so funny because as artists we we're we're a little bipolar, we always <laughs> have two sides: we have the artist and we have the human and Whenever I go into doing a song, and because I want to be very honest with people, I, I love how I take all these pictures and I do all this stuff and I'm on the cover of stuff, and everyone thinks, "Oh, he's so confident he's so, so, and, I, and, and all these things. And I tell people all the time, "Oh, if you only knew how insecure I really am <laughs> and and, and, how, and how afraid I get you know before I do anything, it's, it, it is what it is. I remember going to the studio and doing songs, and in the middle of a song, I'm like, "Oh my God. This is way too honest. We can't do this. And I get scared. And, and I'm such a wuss, by the way. I cry about everything. So I start crying, and I'm like, I can't do this. Like, I just, I don't know. What if people don't like me because of it? What right. if there's too much information? Whatever. And then the producers, you know, will, will knock me, you know, will, you know, take me down from the ledge and say, Dario, this is your truth. Speak your truth. And eventually they'll convince me to do it. But believe me, we've we've had, you know, Long, long talks, you know, for hours where I'm like, nope, that song. For instance, Compromise, the song that I was telling you about where I cried on stage. That song, we were in the studio for four weeks. It took us 16 recording sessions to, work, to do that song because I couldn't get through it. Hmm. And then the day before the album was supposed to go to master, I said, cut it. Cut the song. Don't put it out. Don't, don't, don't put it out. I can't do it. I can't. And again, they had to talk me off the ledge. And then the last, I think it was like the last two hours before it had to go to master. He says, "Just go in the studio and record it, mind you." And I couldn't get it. I, I wasn't. I, We've been in the. We tried sixteen times, fourteen or sixteen, I can't remember times to record the song, and it would not happen. And right when I was mad, right when I was depressed, right when I was disappointed, and I was like, "Forget it, I'm not doing this." He said, "Get in the studio." I recorded it in one take, and you- that's the take that made the album and i was so mad <laughs> because if i if i if had known that all i had to do was go into my emotions and be mad to get these vocals out of me i would have done that a long time ago <laughs>
1: do you think it was do you think it was like dealing with whatever was underlying the 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 lyrics and the sentiment behind the song absolutely. do you think it was sort oh of working God, through the emotions to get to it that enabled you to do it
2: 100 percent you hit you hit the nail on the head that's exactly what happened I, I, I it's a song called compromise where i'm compromising who i am to be where i'm at you know what i'm saying and i had to get angry to be able to sing those lyrics right you know what i'm saying because i didn't mean it because originally i was trying to be you know pretty and i was trying to sound nice and, and, and to be technical you know what i'm saying and when you're singing a song emotional like that you have to throw all that out the window all of it but when you get mad you don't have time to think about pretty or technical or perfect you, you you scream and you and you just it's it's just emotion you know what i'm saying and right. i if i would have known that's what we needed to get the song done i would have done that.
1: <laughs> but then again <laughs> i applaud your honesty in being able to do that cuz you know it's not maybe the way you wanted it to be like you said the picture perfect way to present it but the way you did it probably affected so many more people and probably helped so many more people because you got it out there, not fitting it into the tiny little box that everyone thinks maybe it should be in. So once again, mm-hmm. I completely applaud your courage for doing that and for getting it out there.
2: Thank you. Thank
1: and you. I, I mean that sincerely. Like, again, as I said, the mother of three kids, like this is what our kids need to hear. They do. They need to Thank know you. the raw, the, the actual, the, the things that are going on and understand that you can deal with all these emotions, and it's okay if things aren't great all the time. So, once again, I oh God, yeah. I thank you for that.
2: No, thank you so much. I appreciate that. That means
1: everything to me. Um, Dario, I can't believe this. It's We have one minute left in our interview. I could talk to you all night long. <laughs> um, it's been an absolute honor to have you on the show tonight. And once again, for those of you out there, Dario's um, most recent album of his many, many, many albums – point of no return will be released on february 24th and dario do you have anything you want to add or how they can get to the album or anything you want to say yeah
2: absolutely if you guys go to www.darioonline.com you'll see all the social media and all that great stuff there uh pre-orders for the album started last week so you guys could pre-order the album on amazon and on um itunes um thank you so much it has been such a pleasure to talk to you and 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 to meet you. Thank you so much for, for for what you do and for and for inspiring people with your radio show. I appreciate that.
1: Oh well Dario, right back at you because I can't thank you enough for everything that you do, your honesty and your courage. Um oh I think that's for the next show. Everyone, good night. Um thank you all for coming on to more fun moments. We'll be back next week, next Thursday night our normal time. And once again, Dario, thank you, thank you for everything. Everybody get out there and get this album. And I'll see you next week. Good night everyone.
0: i for long. But I won't put my head down to hide the bruises. I've been on my own but I ain't lost. I'm leaving all of these doubts in my footsteps.